Hey everyone, welcome in. I'm here with Coach El Nino, uh, talking about a couple groups for the uh, PNTT. How you doing, Coach? Oh, I'm I'm good, but I'm uh, I'm looking forward to another uh, round of the preseason NTT and uh, see what we've got uh, with these groups. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll start with our Poso group. Uh, first teams first. We got Clearwater, who recently changed their name for. Um, political reasons to the uh, uh, sit rocketers um, uh, from the Illini. So they bring back all five of their starters from a team that was really good. They made it to the Sweet 16 last year and lost. But, you know, you bring back Cody Peters, Dustin Edwards. I mean, all starting five. And then on top of that, you replace the 68-63 class with the 41-31 class. And uh, some much-needed height with uh, John Washington. Jake Adams looks like he could be a really great uh, shooting guard, potentially. So I think think they got a pretty good team. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I mean, you talk about a team that finished number two overall power ranking with a 21-3 and record, and they bring essentially – they bring back the entire starting lineup, but also – you know, even in the class that they lost, it really doesn't look like they're losing that much of their production. So, yeah, you pair that with the the freshman that you mentioned, and this is definitely a scary team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how do you incorporate Adams and Washington. I feel like those guys are the studs of the class. Not that um, Giselle's not great or anything. I mean, he's he's a decent player, but he's not on their level. And I mean, he even posted on the boards a little bit about his team. I think he's going to go with pretty much the same lineup, but you know, he's got some options, you know, and uh, having options is always good in this league. And uh, as long as you can figure it out. Yeah. You wonder if, you know, the entire starting lineup coming back might stunt the growth of these freshmen just because, you know, you think on, 95% 95% of the programs in the country, they'd for sure be starters. But, you know, Clearwater is just that deep that they're really not needed to, you know, play the bulk of the minutes. Yeah. 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 It'll be interesting, you know. Um, so you got, you got Morris in Washington that can hold down the uh, uh, center position and maybe even play a little Washington. He looks like a really good basketball player. Uh Jacobson seems like the guy that they would potentially move to the bench for Adams, but, you know, he's kind of like that defensive, uh, just a defensive stopper that really helps them. So they're really talented. Uh, they're they're definitely one of the favorites for this league, I think, for this uh, tournament. Yeah, no um, doubt. So we'll look at the next team. We'll look at the Reno Rollers. They brought in the 183-192 class, replacing the 240-245 class. So they did get better. They got some height that they needed. Brett Murphy looks like a decent big man that can uh, – I mean, not – he when he when he shot the ball, it went in. So that's good. And uh, 11.6 rebounds, 6.2 assists, 3.3 blocks. He looks like a fun guy that could really work well and really replace – Anthony Durant, that's the only uh, starter they lost. So, what are you thinking? Yeah, it it is kind of fortunate, I think, for this coach and could be somewhat of his intention as well. But the three that they brought in, 
they seem to do everything well except scoring, which is fortunate because they didn't really lose their scoring production from last season. So I think Murphy's going to slide in at that center position quite well, just kind of as a glue guy and just a physical down low presence that I think is going to complement kind of their scoring by committee with the rest of the starting lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And Steven Sewer is just, uh, he had a great freshman year, 20 points a game, eight rebounds at the power forward position. Very, very efficient shooting, 62.6%. Hopefully he's uh, ready to build off that and do even better this year. Um, I mean, I think having a guy like Brett is going to really help last year. Anthony Durant was not really a passer, but uh, this guy, he, he wants to get those rebounds and put it back in the uh, in the hands of the best players. So I think all those guys are going to really enjoy having Murphy on their team. Yeah, and I mean, I, I would definitely look as well for uh, the, the returning backcourt of Parker Sundberg and Christian Palma. While they don't seem to offer a ton on the offensive side of the ball, these guys wreak havoc on other teams' offenses and ball handlers, and they just find ways to – Get get steals and get into that transition offense. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's look at the next team. We're going to be looking at Aurora, uh, the Roaring Rhinos, uh, coached by M. Cook, 19. They brought in the 162-191 class, replacing the 170-171 class, so pretty much a wash. But they, they only uh, one of their top scorers in David uh, Lorette. Uh, 24.8 points a game. They didn't bring in that great a scoring, but it looks like um, Flemster could be a decent scorer because he played a pretty odd position. Um, he might be able to slide in there at that shooting guard position. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, whenever you lose a guy scoring near 25 points a game efficiently, that that definitely hurts. And so, I'll, you know, as you said, I don't think there's any, you know, one-to-one replacement here in this freshman class. But they did bring in some nice pieces. Uh, I think it's going to build kind of their their guard depth. But really, this team is all about Landon Lewis this season, and he's going to have to carry them if they're going to have any success in this tournament. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be interested. I mean, uh, Grimes seemed to have some pretty good numbers as a backup center, but – he never really got the uh, playing time, but he was pretty pretty good rebounding in the per, per in his per thirty numbers ten rebounds four point one offensive rebounds. Um, it's always nice to have a seven footer like that to plug in, but um, we'll see what they do. I'm interested to see uh, what they can figure out with this lineup. Uh, let's look at Lubbock, the viral Coronas. Um, they brought in the 124-149 class, replacing the 227-164 class. They lost. Uh, they lost the their uh, uh, senior small forward that was only six one. Didn't seem to provide too much help to their team, uh, but bring in some height. Three tall guys. Uh, Oliver Richards scoring 17.8 points a game is pretty nice from the small forward position. The other guys seem like they're decent rebounders from the power forward position and can pass. So nothing special. Um, None of them are anything special necessarily, but I feel like they're all glue guys that on a team that could really use some height. 
Yeah, agreed. I mean, there, there seems to be no love loss with this senior uh, class that's just graduated. I think they're all going to uh, excel at something other than basketball in their future. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, this is a breath of fresh air, I think, for this Lubbock team that has, you know, struggled on the boards last season or two. So, uh, you know, like you said, I think the height is definitely going to play a big factor. And then as well, you know, it'll be interesting to see where he slots in Oliver Richards. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, I anticipate, you know, at least trying him out at small forward and just seeing, you know, if he'd have a really long lineup, if he has the skill set for it. But um, yeah, the height is definitely big for these guys and they didn't really lose much. So this is definitely a plus. Yeah, for sure. So uh, as we look at this, um, who are some teams you think you think could potentially win this group? Uh, I mean, yeah, who's your pick to win it? I mean, with this group, I think Clearwater is kind of far and away that, yeah. that, the favorite in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's other groups that's very spread out and very even. Um, just looking at how this lines up, it looks like Clearwater is going to run away with it. Uh, I think Reno could potentially make a run. They have a decent team. Uh, but I think they're a little bit of – yeah, I, I think they're a decent team, but uh, – they're playing some really great teams. If they can slow down, uh, if if Reno can slow down Clearwater, they have a chance. But that team's just really powerful, and yeah, I got Clearwater too. Yeah, you know, I, Reno had been putting together a couple nice classes in a row, and I think you know, had they been able to put another strong freshman class together, I think they would have had a chance to challenge. But I think this freshman class kind of sets them back a little bit from what from what coach uh, JS cheese has been building. Yeah. And I will say this one thing. Um, Clearwater does have a tough schedule. They play some tough teams. They play independence, Nashville, Washington, and the, uh, and the other games. And you got to wonder about their team psyche right now. You know, a couple of the players even like said, like, I might just go to the pros if we don't change our name. Um, and Coach JD, like, obviously, he was put in a tough position, so he had to uh, change their team's name. But, you know, j- just because that happened doesn't mean doesn't mean automatically everything's going to be all fine and dandy. They're going to have um, some things to work out together as a team. And, uh, yeah, hopefully the players can get all on board now that, you know, uh, they changed the name and, you know, now they're the Sit Rockers. Sit Rockers. Yeah, it's one of those things you definitely hope the fan base can kind of get around the new name and just kind of create a smooth transition and also a smooth kind of locker room transition, bring in these freshmen that are just kind of walking into this whole tense situation. So hopefully it can kind of smooth out and people can just get back to enjoying some faith. Pick up some of our favorite players, players to watch that could be uh, group MVPs. Uh, I'll start out by saying Dustin Edwards and Cody Peters seem like slam dunks from that position. Uh, they're they're just studs overall. Um, you know, Stephen Stewart, really like him from Reno. Uh, any players you like? Yes, I'm, I'm definitely a big fan of Landon Lewis from Aurora. Um, he, I remember one of my in-conference mates was recruiting him, so I was somewhat relieved to see him sign elsewhere. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and you look at Tristan Moore. He's a really great player. I think he's going to be it's kind of a big uh, big weight on his shoulders. Oliver Richards for um, yeah for Lubbock. So there's some good players out there for sure. And then uh, I mean a little bit of sleepers probably Jake Adams. He just did really well in high school and yeah you know if he's anything like that uh, if he can do anything similar to that he's going to be a stud. So, cool. Um, With that, let's move on to the next group. We're going to talk about the Pierce group. And in that group, we have Rockford. We have, we have, yes, we have Rockford, Phoenix, Dearborn, and St. Louis. So we'll start with Rockford. Rockford uh, lost their senior center in Austin Pierce. And then uh, Patrick Walsh off the bench. So they lost a 67-35 class and they replaced it with an 11-24 class. So he's just reloading, bringing in good guys. You look at their three starters. I mean, Gentry seems like the best player of the three, but Medina, I really like him as a guy who got seven assists from the small forward position, six rebounds. One of those glue guys that can just kind of do it all. Um, maybe a little high turnovers with 2.3, but he'll figure that out. And, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on this team? Yeah. Whenever you lose kind of your anchor senior center who kind of, you know, does it all from a glue man perspective of getting boards, getting a lot of assists and playing defense, like that's always tough, but Mm -hmm. he's reloaded with this class. And I think he has some flexibility, Uh, with moving around Joseph Leslie and Jonathan Brown uh, to kind of play around with what the best fit of this lineup is. But I definitely think, you know, the backcourt is the largest strength. And I I think that one set in stone led by Darian Alfred and Caden Keys. Those guys, uh, those guys can ball. Yeah. Yeah. And if Gentry gets an opportunity to play, um, I really like him. He's scoring a lot, but he seems like a really good guy to start off. Is like, okay, you're a bench roll, and we'll see if you can work your way into the starting lineup. Um, and uh, but yeah, Keel Thorpe could play a little bit of center. Um, Jonathan Brown played power forward two years ago, so I could see that happening too. I like this team a lot. They look very solid. So let's look at Phoenix. They brought in the ninety three one hundred one class, replacing the four thirteen class. When you lose a class that's headlined by Marcus Vaden, um, Anthony Baker, Joshua Perez, three, um, three really solid uh, seniors, it's hard. Uh, but it makes it a little harder when you don't replace them with uh, with that great of a class. Now these guys all scored in the twenties, um, so that's always nice, uh, and they're all pretty efficient on them: fifty-seven, fifty-seven, and sixty-one percent true shooting percentage. So I think, uh, yeah, as you look at it, I would, I would say Amaya might be the best player of the three. But, um, but they're all – I mean, they, they need some scoring. They're going to need a little help. They lost 22 points from Baker and 10 points from – they lost their top three scorers, I guess other than Eric Spence, the freshman coming off the bench. Um, but, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I'm curious to see if Eric Spence uh, has what it takes to kind of step into the starting lineup this year. But, I mean, as you mentioned, they lost kind of the heart and soul of the team last year. So definitely, you know, a tall ask of these freshmen. But 
they graduating scoring and they brought some scoring in. So I think the real question mark is going to be that power forward position. Assuming yeah. Walker Benner slides down to center. This is a very short team and, and they got even shorter with this class. So I think that's where they're going to struggle. Yeah. I think Spence makes a lot of sense at that power forward position. The only thing is he only brought in 1.9 rebounds uh, per game. If you look at that per 30, that's uh 3.1 from the, small forward position that's not very much um at all so they're gonna have to figure some stuff out maybe anthony baker can play a little um small forward two six six you know uh or maybe even a power forward an undersized power forward i'm not sure exactly how he would do there but 4.2 rebounds per 30 for a um shooting guard's pretty good in my mind so he's graduated right Oh, you're right. You're right. My bad. Uh, yeah, I missed that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to figure some stuff out. Uh, and it might be a tough transition. But they do have some scoring, and that's always helpful. So, cool. Let's look at the next team. We're looking at Dearborn, the defenders. They brought in the 156-159 class, replacing the 33-40 class. And that is just a killer for this team. Um, losing Jonathan Malley, uh, that guy was just a great uh, power forward that just really helped them a lot for the last uh, yeah the last four years. And Kenneth Watts, the shooting guard. Um, I mean, when you lose a class like that and you don't bring it with that great of a class, it's hard. They did bring in uh, Cameron Bissett, so hopefully he can kind of slide into that Malley um, role. I'm not sure exactly how that will go, but we'll see. And, uh, and they still have Braxton Ford, Charles Kaiser, and at least they still have Dylan Jackson, their heart and soul of their team at point guard comeback for one more year. Yeah, Ma- Malley is a real tough loss, and obviously, you know, he he's the person who's going to get the attention, you know, being the top scorer and being able to successfully play power forward is only uh, an undersized six, seven. Um, but if you look at Kenneth Watts last year, he like seemed to hold this team together, did not provide anything offensively, but um, in terms of scoring, but 6.1 assists, 2.3 steals and had the highest plus minus on the team. That mm-hmm. loss definitely hurts. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think Logan Lee will have to step up. He'll have to play a lot more. And then, uh, but yeah, I think, I think these guys, I mean, it's always tough when you, when you don't get a lot of your targets or your targets fall off in their, uh, their talent, but at least they got the set who, um, who seems to be a pretty efficient score, 58% from the small forward, 20 points a game. So I think he, he'd fit in really well at that power forward position. Um, let's look at the last team, St. Louis, the Iron Deeks, coached by Coach Deacon Tintin. Um, so they lose the, they bring in the 163, 183 class, replacing the 74, 91 class, um, losing their senior point guard, Brooks James, uh, and then two NAs. So, uh, it was a higher rated class, but it doesn't seem like these guys played, so it's not going to hurt that much. Um, one of the guys has some height, uh, and then Ismail Roberts, uh, seems like a point guard, 7.8, um, assists per game and 
high school, so that's always nice. Uh, Furtado, Furtado also looks like, um, I mean, just his plus minus is really high. And when you're point guard for a team that's that successful, you have to have something good about you. He might be a really good defender. I'm not sure. So what do you think about this team? Yeah, I definitely like the uh, trajectory this program is on. Coach Deacon T.E.N. has gotten this St. Louis program to their only two NTTs in program history the past two seasons. So I definitely like what he's building here. The freshman yeah. class seems like a bit of a setback, um, but it, but in terms of what they lost last year, it was really just their point guard, Brooks James. And it, it appears that Ishmael Roberts has the skill set to play the position with 7.8 assists a game mm-hmm. in high school. Um, that's definitely going to help. And, and James really didn't provide that much in terms of efficient scoring. So I would kind of look to these other pieces of Casey Kraft and, and Daniel White to kind of pick up that load. But they're definitely anchored well in the front court with both Casey Kraft and Tristan Cooper. Yeah, I'd expect Daniel White and Casey Kraft to really step up this year. I'd like to see both of those guys scoring in the 20s potentially. Blake Manning's um, a decent player too, but he shouldn't be shooting enough to score 11 points a game. Um, but, you know, Casey Kraft's shooting 60%, true shooting percentage, so you want him shooting a little more. Tristan Cooper's a great anchor at the back and good rebounder, blocks, shots. Passes three three assists, point eight turnovers last year. So, um, this is a team that could challenge uh, for sure. They could challenge Rockford. So, uh, with that being said, who who's your pick to win this group? I definitely think. I mean, Rockford has to be the favorite, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But but I definitely think if someone can slow it, the game down and and kind of make Rockford play a style of ball they're not necessarily comfortable with I I think they got a chance and I kind of like St. Louis's ability to do that at least last year holding their opponents to under 50 percent true shooting percentage if they can do that and hit the boards hard they could have a chance yeah and that first game is going to be really big because if St. Louis wins um Rockford in the third in the third exhibition game has Miami and then in the first regular season game they got Jefferson City then they got Bloomington, so they got they have a really tough out of conference or out of uh, group schedule. So, and St. Louis is they have the talent to do it, but can they put it together? And it, so, if they can beat them, they um, their three out of group games are Paducah, Syracuse, and Lubbock, which is definitely a lot easier for them. Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of in these first two games for Rockford if if they make the mistake of overlooking either St. Louis or Dearborn, kind of looking forward to that Miami Jefferson city slate, Mm -hmm. you know, they could definitely slip up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That being said, who are some of your players to watch in this group? I am a big fan of Dearborn's Dylan Jackson. And I also like St. Louis's uh, Casey Kraft as well. Yeah. Those guys are great. Um, I really like, I really like Casey Kraft too, but Tristan Cooper. And then um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think Eric Spence is going to um, be pretty big. I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does and maybe Evan Amaya off of Phoenix. Uh, but really it's like, 
I mean, the star power is on Rockford. That's where, yeah. that's where the stars are. Um, and they just, they have a lot of them, you know, you, you got Caden Keys, you got, um, I mean, yeah, you got Caden Keys, Jonathan Brown, uh, Jerry and Alfred. I mean, just, <laughs> just top to bottom. They're really, really good. So I'm excited to see them. And then they bring in Sebastian Gentry, who looks incredible too. So should be a good group. Um, next up, we're going to look at the Miller group. Okay. So the Miller group consists of Yuma, Plainview, San Jose, and Paducah. So you look at that. Um, we'll start off with Yuma favorite deputy coached by our very own cheese. Who was on here yesterday talking about his, uh, his team or talking about a couple of the other teams. Um, Yuma, they brought in the 95 68 class replacing the 58 48 class. And it's really tough when you lose two big men like Oscar Miller and Hugo Felix for sure. But they brought in some height. Um, Ethan Reese is the headliner, 21 points a game and 54.8% uh, true shooting percentage, 11.7 rebounds. Thomas O'Neill is a big man that um, can pass and rebound, um, defend a little bit. And Guillermo Gatti, uh, 6'11", I mean, can shoot like that. You never apologize for something like that. So some solid players, you know, some solid depth. It looks like two of these three will be playing. Um, Ethan Reese and then either O'Neal or Gotti will be playing the two big man spots uh, to combine with Kathy Moore and Timmerman. So what do you, yeah, what do you think of this? I mean, yeah, what do you think of the team? Yeah, I mean, this freshman class ranking, like, is nothing to write home about. But, I mean, who cares about the ranking? They got exactly what they needed, graduating their entire front court, and they brought in three bigs to, you know, kind of avoid those height issues with the team. And, you know, obviously I would expect a Reese to start. And then I don't know if it'll be O'Neal or Gotti alongside him. seems like O'Neal might have the better stats to play the position, but I guess we'll see uh, what coach cheese wants to put out on the court. But when you return, you know, top scorer on the team and then bring in some help with Reese, I think this team is definitely uh improved from last year being able to replace Hugo Felix's production from that center position I think it's just going to be up to the backcourt to play a little bit better this year if they're going to have a chance to win this thing yeah for sure and really where this team really runs through is Camden Cathy uh 23.6 points a game just uh yeah he's the guy that does He's their scorer. He's their guy that they trust. And um, I mean, it starts with Timmerman, who's getting 10, who almost got 10 assists a game last year. But they got some, they, they just got some good players, I think. And I'm excited to see what they do and how they can uh, compete. Um, you look at the other teams, we're going to look at the next team. We're going to look at Plainview. Plainview looks really solid. They brought in the 823 class, replacing the 178 207 class. Uh, Brian Larson. 29.6 points a game on 60% true shooting. Whew, that is, <laughs> that's something. Uh, and the other two guys, uh, Long and Lockett, they look like uh, 
They look like they're pretty good too. They got a little higher assist numbers, a little less point numbers, but they're all pretty efficient from the field. So, um, I mean that that's going to really help this team that didn't that lost only one senior. They're um, well, I guess he only played three games, so I'm uh, <laughs> I wasn't looking at it at it right. They they lost Devin Pope, their center, but they already have a decent amount of height. They still have Nathan Sheen who was a big recruit. I like him a lot. I think he could take a step up this year. What do you think about this team? Yeah, I definitely think Nathan Sheen is going to be be able to slide kind of seamlessly into that starting center position, especially when you got a player, you know, the caliber of Ethan Shepard playing next to him. You know, I don't, I don't think there's any real loss there. And then, you know, you bring in a guy scoring 30 points a game efficiently to probably replace a uh, shooting guard, Lewis Wiley from last season, who scored 2.2 points a game on 42% per- true shooting percentage. There, there's yeah. a slight upgrade there, you might say. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, uh, and this was an NTT team last year. You know, they lost in the first round, but they're a good team. And you, when you can pair up uh, Sheen and Ethan Shepard and then uh, – Lion Hunt seems like a great point guard, but you know you put Brian Larson right next to him, and I mean, or you put Larson at point guard. I mean, I'm sure he could play some point guard too. So they got some options. I'm really excited. This team's going to change dramatically. Uh, the thing is, you do want to keep getting the ball to Shepard because he's a stud. Uh, and if they can keep doing that, um, they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, my only concern with this team would just be kind of their lack of ball movement. Last season with only 13.5 assists a game, that is a number I would like to see come up. But I think Hunt is going to have less ass of him in terms of scoring, and I think his assist numbers are going to go up this season. Yeah, that would be that would be good. I mean, and if he can't do it, I mean, Brady Long and Cole Lockett seemed like they were uh, – they both played the small forward position, but both had – 4.1 assists, 1.3 and 1.2 turnovers. Um, I think Lockett's probably a little better. Um, he looks like all his stats pretty much other than steals and blocks are um, better. But, you know, he has some options to figure it out for sure. Uh, let's look at the next team, the San Jose Rangers. They brought in the 244-229 class, replacing the 87-72 class. And that hurts. Um, he lose Michael Williams. That's their only senior that they that was starting that they lost. But um, and they bring in three guys. None of them. No, none of them look great. At least M- Edward Ide has a little bit of height for him. But uh, yeah, I think this team's going to struggle this year. Yeah, and I'm not sure how much this program's going to feel this freshman class their effect this season but I definitely think going forward this is going to be a class that hurts when it's paired on the heels of another bad class so Mm -hmm. I think you know the starting lineup is predominantly intact you know hopefully either Jonathan Ramsey or Anthony Russell off the bench can fill in that power forward spot Um, but they're definitely going to be uh, lacking depth from a height perspective so this uh this trio of now starting seniors coming back in the backcourt, they're definitely going to have to carry this team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if you, if one of those guys, I mean, I think Russell, 
makes a lot of sense there at the uh, at the power forward or center position next to DiVincenzo. But um, yeah, I mean they're they're thin, <laughs> they're thin. So uh, let's look at the next team, the Paducah uh, Prohibition. They brought in the sixty-two. 54 class replacing the 110 class. So you lose Michael Lecter, um, you lose Urban Caldwell, and you know this team really well. And they did bring in three guards. So William Clark looks like he looks like he could play point guard and play it pretty well. Um, I really like Sherlock too. Um, pretty efficient score, 15. I mean, he really does it all. He could play point guard too. I I mean, I see those two as guys that could. Um, fill into that point guard, shooting guard position pretty well um, and uh, take the reins. What do you think? Yeah, William Clark is definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with, at least from from what we've seen in, in scrimmages. This guy can ball. So mm-hmm. you would think Mike, losing someone the caliber of Michael Ector would have a bigger impact, but it's, it's looking like Clark's going to be able to slide in there seamlessly. And where this team um, is really going to need someone to step up is going to be Jamie Baker stepping into likely that starting shooting guard position. This is a guy who's kind of been, um, you know, trying to get more playing time year after year, but they've had such depth in the backcourt that he's, he's had to be patient. So this is hopefully his year to step up. And I think this team's success is really going to rely on their big men. They, they definitely lacked production last year from their big men, which I think kept them out of the NTT. And so they're going to need guys like Noble Charles and Cody Dedeau to kind of step up and, and not get pushed around down low. Yeah, for sure. So as you look at this group, um, yeah, who do you like to win it? This is an interesting group. Outside of the ones we've already looked at, I think this one is definitely much more balanced. You know, yeah. I could – I could realistically kind of see any of these four winning it. I think, I think Plainview would be my favorite um, just because of, you know, bringing in someone like Larson while having Shepard to really carry the team. Um, But I like Paducah as well. I'm not going to, not going to write them off at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested to see how Paducah transitions from, being so dominant and so led by uh, Michael Actor, you know, you still have Hemsley, who's a really good player. And, um, but, you know, can William Clark fill that, fill that void, you know, and uh, can he fill it seamlessly? Can he just take over the, that role? We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see if he can, they, they have a chance, but I really like Plainview. I think they're the most talented team. And if they can figure it out, um, they should win it. Uh is good too, for sure. And uh but you know, two new big men. I mean, if Reese lives up to his billing, you know, I if if he's anything close to what he did in high school, um, I think they win this group. So um cool. Uh I guess we talked about some of the players we like, but is there any like guys you think would win the MVP of this group potentially? Yeah, I mean, you definitely you have to start with some of these more established players like Ethan Shepard from Plainview, mm-hmm. Jack Hemsley from Paducah potentially, um, as well as Camden Cathy from Yuma, and then kind of you have the, the trio of Austin Smith, Zachary Carter, Matthew Martin from San Jose. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely think there's going to be a few – 
kind of key freshmen making an impact here predominantly in Ethan Reese for Yuma, Brian Larson for Plainview, and then William Clark for Paducah. I think all three of those guys have the potential to take home player of the group. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, it could be a freshman for sure. Um, I, I mean, I do like – I think DiVincenzo is a really good player, even though he's not a scorer per se. Uh, yeah, Austin, Austin Smith plays really well. Uh, there's – and then, obviously, Plainview's loaded uh, with with talent from the top to bottom. So, but, uh, yeah. So, well, thanks for coming on, Coach. Uh, I really appreciate it. Hopefully, you guys enjoy this little breakdown for, that we did for you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks.